guys, welcome to the new Music Conversation podcast right behind us. I'm your host, Brandon Daniel of the Seattle band BD and the Sheiks. Today, I had the pleasure of talking with Julia Shapiro, the front woman, singer, guitar player of the group Chastity Belt. She's also started a new group called Childbirth, which she uh, is doing like a side project thing. And um, I didn't know that before this interview, which is embarrassing, but I am going to share some of their music with you uh, at the end of this podcast. First though, let's hear a little bit from uh, Chastity Belt on the way into the interview and we get to hear about one of the worst uh, road theft stories I have ever heard which tragically happened to Julia and her band in Chastity Belt while in France. Here we go. Yeah, version. yeah, we did a couple of them. Oh, you did? Yeah. You did more than one? Yeah. Who's Megan? Um, Who had to, I've never heard her before. I hadn't either. I think it was on a weekend. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Should I be wearing these right now? Sure, yeah. Cool. It was... I think it was like a Saturday or something. Yeah. But then before that, we did one with Charlize. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she was the one who well originally known. got us on. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. She's, uh, do you, do you, before that, would you see Charlize, like, uh, Charlize from KXP, like, at, at shows and stuff? Yeah. She's always around. Yeah, so. I feel like we met her through, we had some mutual friends. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, actually, Peter, who I think got you in touch with me, Peter from Dude York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he might have been one of the first people to introduce me to Charlie's. Peter is Peter like Richards. a Charlie's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he knows everybody in town. And oh, he's like, oh, he always knows what's going on. Yeah, for like, sure. He was telling me about venues I hadn't even heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Have you that. met Andrew, the drummer of, yeah. in that band? Yeah. Andrew's pretty similar. Yeah. Is Has he? a lot of facts, yeah. God, that's funny. I didn't know that about him. Um, no, I'd run into Andrew. I thought last time I ran into Andrew's while ago was at, at the <clears throat> what's the dude from Modern Lovers, Jonathan Richman. Oh, uh, yeah, the Jonathan Richman show. Nice. The crocodile, or not the crocodile, but the uh, the tractor. Yeah, have you seen him? Live? No, I would love to. Oh my god, it's I think insane. Andrew told me about that show. Yeah, he's seen him a few times, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just insane. Like the guy is so affable. Yeah. You know, and he's so present, and he's like playing his, you know, uh, nylon string guitar like to you. 
That's that's in so a, nice. In a room full of people, <laughs> he has that feel. Like, yeah, I see. I would love to see him live. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, how did you get started? How did um, how did you get started with music? Well, I started playing guitar when I was like twelve, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got a Squire electric guitar. Totally. For my birthday, I think. Um, and like little shitty amp yeah like this one um yeah kind of like that one (laughs) (laughs) i still have that shitty amp actually they're useful it's it's a custom with a k that's Uh yeah yeah, really cool brand yeah um yeah so i started doing that and then i switched to acoustic guitar maybe like a year or two later and What, what what made you do that i was i don't know i was into like folksy stuff for a second there i guess um, yeah, I went through this phase in middle school where I was like, wow, I'm really punk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shop at Hot Topic and, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, listen to like the Sex Pistols and <laughs> stuff like that. And then I kind of got embarrassed about that whole phase and mm-hmm. tried to, you know, turn things around. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think another part of it was I was taking guitar lessons and my guitar teacher was like, I do acoustic, so... Oh. Yeah. But I still have my acoustic guitar from high school. It's a really nice one. Where did you grow up? Um, in Palo Alto, California. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. What was that like? Um, that's a weird. Yeah, I mean, I feel like now I realize how weird it, it was growing up there. Yeah. It's just, like, pretty wealthy and very, like technological mm-hmm. <laughs> like i mean yeah that was like everyone had an iphone when i was in high school i didn't have one but mm-hmm. i was like iphones are so dumb like i couldn't believe how stupid they were in high school <laughs> um but yeah a lot of people had them a lot of people's parents like worked in the tech industry mm-hmm. my dad works in the tech industry oh. silicon valley i still do? don't really know what he does <laughs> He's like he's tried to explain it to me before. He's um he does the marketing for network storage company. Mm-hmm. But I don't really I yeah, don't really a, understand networks. A weird one. St- yeah. There's so many jobs within yeah. marketing. And I don't even really store. get like what network storage means exactly. That, right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's super passionate about it. But. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Iggy interruption. <laughs> uh, one of the first of many, I'm sure. Um, so, what did, did you start your first band around that time? No, Chastity Belt's my first band. No way. Yeah. Did you go to the Heinz show last night? Yeah, we played with them. Oh, oh, that's um, right. I saw them. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, they I were great. Um, yeah, they were so good. They yeah. gave us free shirts. Yeah, Super nice awesome. ladies. Yeah. Um, they're from the UK, right? They're from Madrid. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. They don't speak that much English. It took oh. me like, <laughs> it took me like halfway through the night to be like, I don't think they really understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really nice. Uh, they just like all greeted us with hugs. Yeah. We met them about a year ago at South By, just oh. pretty briefly. Yeah. But we were we were on a lot of showcases with them, so we kept like 
meeting them, but then not being able to watch them because we had to leave. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Is that, like, a label thing? The showcase? Um, some of them were, I think. Uh, yeah. What, la- what label are you on? Hardly Art. Oh, you're on Hardly Art? Yeah. I'm sorry for not knowing that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then my other band, Childbirth, is on Suicide Squeeze. I know you're also in childbirth. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What yeah. an idiot am I? I, I, <laughs> I know about both groups, yeah. know, obviously, but but uh, I didn't know that you're in both groups. Yeah. Okay, retard, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's awesome, too. What happened with childbirth? How did that come wrong? Um, so once I moved to Seattle, I met Stacy at a show that, um, that Chastity Belt was playing with her her band called The Gals of Red Book. I think they only played hmm. two shows, but I was, like, immediately impressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, this band is so cool. Um, and so I talked to Stacy a bit there, and then I went to a Pony Time show yeah. and talked to her some more, and she's, like, really impressed by your drumming. Mm-hmm. And she was like, let's jam sometime. Um, so then we did that, and then... Brie and Stacy know each other from way back. They actually used to date. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Brie wasn't doing that much with Taco Cat. So Stacy was like, hey, Brie, want to join? Play, mm-hmm. play some bass? And, yeah. That's Happened awesome. organically. Just like that. Um, I don't know her that well, but she's a really sweet person, Stacy. And I yeah. feel really bad about this thing that happened once. Oh, she probably doesn't remember or care. But I was at a show... It was like in Pony Time we're playing, but it was like it's before they play, and I mistook her for somebody that she looks a lot like. Oh. And so I was like, <laughs> I kind of gave her like, she looked, like walked up and was like, hey, and I kind of gave her like the cold, like the purposely cold shoulder, because I thought she was somebody else. But you, oh okay. And I don't think she maybe she didn't even notice. I don't know. Last time I saw yeah. her. Everything was fine, but I still feel so bad about that because it wasn't the person I yeah. thought she was. And then she got up and played drums in the whole show. I'm like, that's her. Yeah. See, like that. I'm gonna. Oh god. You know, like I don't do that anyway. Yeah. But like just. Uh, it happens. It happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, wh- how did the uh, childbirth record come together? Did you? Um. Well, we put. We first put out a tape with Help Yourself, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of... It was meant to be just, like, a demo tape we just recorded in, like, one day, mm-hmm. but it turned out fine, and we were like, let's just put this out. Yeah. Um, and then I talked to David from Suicide Squeeze a little bit. He was kind of interested in putting Chastity Belt out, but we were already signed to Hardly Art at that time. Right. Um, yeah, and then... I don't know, he and Jen Knight were kind of talking with us about stuff, and then he just, we got an email from him being like, hey, we want to put out your record. Mm-hmm. He didn't even ask for, like, any demos or anything. He was just like, yeah, just, I'll put out your record, whatever. Yeah. And at the time, we had, like, we had some new songs, but definitely not enough for a record. So yeah. we ended up just, like, writing a bunch in, like, a few weeks, a bunch of songs. That ended up being, like, some of our favorite songs on the record. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, we can kind of just bust things out. Yeah, that band is just, it's just, like, the simplest songs, so. It's, um, 
it's also nice to like have a purpose when writing. Yeah, it's much easier for sure. When you know what you a need deadline. To do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something about that. Um, so that childbirth went out on suicide squeeze. Yeah. Oh, that's killer. So yeah. What are you guys planning on doing with it now? Um. Well, we just went on a West Coast tour. I think in like January or February. Right. Um, and we're going. We're playing a couple shows in New York for Northside Festival in yeah. June. And then, yeah, a couple other East Coast shows. So, but yeah, we all have our other bands, so it's yeah. kind of hard to work around those right. schedules, but... But fun, too. Yeah. With the right group of people, a group of friends, to just, like, do something willy-nilly and see yeah. what happens with it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, like, not something that I take too seriously, which is nice. It's nice to have that. I mean, who knows, though? Like, the possibilities are endless. Like, that could end up becoming, like, your, you know, biggest success. Yeah, I know. have to roll with it, and that's exciting, too, though. I mean, everything, every creative venture should have some reckless kind of feel. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, at the heart. Um, let's get back to Palo Alto. So how did you get up here from there? What, what happened with, uh, life Um, and music and everything that got you up here? I went to college in Walla Walla, Washington at Whitman College. Uh Uh-huh. And that's where I met Whitman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met my three bandmates. And is that where you know where, uh, oh, that's where I know Peter and Andrew from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, so Clark, uh, who was here when you came over, he's oh, a yeah. dude too. Really? And he knew Peter. Oh, nice. In college, yeah. Cool. That's funny. That's um, a good college though. Yeah, it was, it was okay. What'd you, <laughs> <laughs> what did you go there for? Um, I majored in psychology and I minored in art. Wow. Man. Heavy. But mostly <laughs> I went there to meet my band. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, cause that's what I'm doing now, but yeah, we, that band started as a joke too. We like, like we really started as a joke. We were mm-hmm. not planning on getting, going anywhere with that band. That's, that's so surprising. I mean, chastity belt, I can't, I never would have thought. Um, but what, what, and then you guys all moved to Seattle from Whitman after graduating? Yeah. Our senior year, we played a couple shows in Seattle. Um, a couple of them with Dude York. Mm-hmm. They kind of helped us out. Um, and they recorded, Peter and Andrew recorded our first EP. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. They're always like chastity belt believers. I really felt like we, we thought that we sucked, but they were like, you guys sound good. Like we need to record you. Yeah. Um, that's right. I talked to, uh, Peter about that. Oh, really? About in his interview, whatever this is conversation, um, about the fact that he recorded your guys's record that, yeah, it turned out pretty great. It was a pretty cool moment for him too. Yeah. Just like that you guys stepped it well. And then, you know, he's like, for sure. Yeah. Our first producer. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, and then we also knew some people. We knew Taco Cat kind of through Annie's sister, who was friends with them. Mm. So we played a show with Taco Cat, um, and yeah, through playing those shows, we were like, "Oh, 
we could do this. We could just move to Seattle. Yeah. We don't. Oh, so you're still at Whitman. At the we were still at Whitman. Yeah. yeah. And then I was sort of like trying to convince everyone else to do it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Lydia and I moved right away, right after we graduated. And then Gretchen and Annie didn't move after, like until after that summer. Oh. So, but we kept playing shows and Peter and Andrew were playing drums and bass in the band. Oh, really? With me and Lydia. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we that. called it Dude Belt. Um, oh, that was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We played a show with Mac DeMarco oh, at really? Cairo. Yeah. Um, yeah, we played a few shows. It sounded way different. It was pretty cool. But there's an EP that we put out of Dude Belt songs. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, it sounds so different. Aggressive rhythm section. Yeah. What did you, um, when you were, go again, going back to, like, the child thing, uh, what, did you have entertainers in your family? Like, what was the catalyst to, like, make you want to be the person, like, that, be, <laughs> be the entertainer? Um, no entertainers in my family. My mom plays piano. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also took some piano lessons when I was nine. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I consciously like thought, even thought about being an entertainer. Like I had Mm -hmm. horrible stage fright when I was younger, so I never thought I would be doing this, Mm -hmm. but I always was interested in music. Um, yeah. And I think subconsciously I always wanted to be in a band and Mm -hmm. then it just kind of happened like... I was like, oh, it's easy to start a band if it's just a joke. Like, no one can make fun of you if if you're making fun of yourself. Mm. Um, Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I, I didn't even realize what I was doing at the time. Mm. But now I'm like, oh, all makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my advice to everyone is just start a band as a joke. Right. Yeah. Right. If you suck, then you can just laugh at yourself. Well, what's interesting is that you guys don't, I mean, we joked about the name and stuff, but like, it doesn't, it's not like you're performing a joke, you know? You're not like, that's, I don't get that in your performance at all. That, 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 it, it, everything seems still cared for. Yeah. You know? For sure. And, um, somebody said to me one time when I was like, I had, a, I had a band with like a crazy dumb band, band name and uh, I think I had just changed it or something and um, the guy was like maybe 10 years older than me or something he goes yeah I learned a long time ago that it's regrettable to be the clown you know? <laughs> he actually put it even better however he put it I just it hit me so hard I was like <laughs> oh that's right it's not it's really not that like you can have a, a huge sense of humor in what you do and not be an a, asshole a clown no yeah. one wants to be a clown yeah <laughs> yeah like something about like a clown in rock and roll or something like that I'm that's funny like, oh shit uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck I've been doing that for probably like five years now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we... it's weird it's like better to know that there's a joke intended in in your 
you know, in, in your process than it is to be like wearing it. Yeah, you know, for sure. Out there. Yeah. And we've come so far as a band too that like we don't need to rely on just like sense of humor necessarily or like even putting on a performance it's just like we're just being ourselves now yeah we used to have like kind of alter egos when we played in college (laughs) we'd just be like fuck you guys like you suck fuck the fans (laughs) stuff like that (laughs) um but yeah we don't do that anymore (laughs) that was really fun though i kind of miss doing that Hey guys, just a quick break to tell you about our sponsor today, Blumenstein Audio. Check out Blumenstein Audio for the ultimate fidelity single driver speakers, subwoofers, and audio accessories for music lovers. Clark was just over here the other day, showed me his new Triton setup. These speakers are unbelievable. If you love the Orcas, uh, their famous design, you're going to love the Triton even more. Go to BlumensteinAudio.com and check out their full line that they have for you, including their new Benthic Bass Unit subwoofer. And enter the promo code BD at the uh, end of your checkout, and you'll get a 10% discount, which goes a long way on these premium speakers with that premium price. So check it out, B-L-U-M-E-N-S-T-E-I-N-Audio.com. All right, now back to Julia. Um, when you guys tour, this is such a stupid question, when you guys tour, what are you using to get around in? Oh, we drive a Toyota Sienna. Yeah. It's really nice. It handles really nicely. That's right. I saw that in a post once and I was like, oh, they have a Sienna too. Oh, you have a Sienna? Yeah. They're so nice. Ours has a DVD player too. Pretty fancy. That's awesome. Um, the turning radius is spectacular. (laughs) I love that car. It basically drives itself. And then we have like a thing on like a roof rack thing. Yeah. Rocket box is what we call it. I don't know why we call it that. What do you put it in? Um, We put merch and stuff up there. Merch and sleeping stuff. Right. So that gives us some more room. That's a good idea. And then does it, does yours have the captain's chairs too? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's so Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. It really is like the best terrain van outside of like. Some, one of those fancy sprinters yeah or something, for sure you know yeah and i don't i've never driven a sprinter before but i feel like it probably wouldn't be as nice to drive no probably not yeah, yeah it's probably a lot more and we're doing all the driving so right um yeah um what happened with uh how did the hardly art thing happen um well we put out our first record with help yourself mm-hmm. um and think people were talking about it i don't know um we definitely didn't expect people to even listen to that record we were just like oh whatever um but yeah it got more attention than we thought it would Mm -hmm. and i guess like either sarah or jason from hardly art approached us they were like let's talk about signing you (laughs) basically um I feel like they really wooed us. They, like, took us out to drinks. And then um, we met Jonathan from Sub Pop, which mm-hmm. I guess usually bands don't meet him. But I thought that was just like, oh, he just really wants to meet every band that gets signed. Mm-hmm. But that was their way of wooing us, I think, too. Yeah. They are like, meet yeah. up with Jonathan. Um, and he was super nice. Um, 
Yeah, and then actually, when we met up with him, Courtney Barnett was doing this in-store at Sonic Boom, mm-hmm. like, around the corner from where we were getting ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had met her before, and he was like, oh, let's go over there, I'll introduce you. And so we got to meet Courtney Barnett, and then the next day, he had us come by Sub Pop again to meet Courtney Barnett again and get another, mm-hmm. like, a tour with her of Sub Pop. Um, and I think, yeah, he had just like really good things to say about us to her. And I think that stuck with her because then we ended up going on tour with them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that was like last May and June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. What was that like? Was it your first like theater kind of? Um, those are like some of the, yeah, the biggest shows we've played, I guess at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just blowing up at the time, so all of them were sold out. Uh, and, yeah, they're great. They're so great live, and we got along really well with them. Mm-hmm. Um, still good friends. Yeah, they're just, like, super down-to-earth. Like, I knew kind of just from listening to her lyrics that we would get along. I was right. like, oh, yeah, she gets it. Yeah, there's been to that, like, if you are interest like people always want to know what even the show is kind of like about so somebody likes your music now they can listen to you talk like about this everything you know like they get a better sense of you Mm -hmm. you know just from listening to you speak candidly in conversation but sometimes like you know people that need to realize like they they actually you you're telling them everything that they need to know like yeah that is the most interesting part (laughs) of yourself is like the words that you choose to put into songs yeah for sure which can be regrettable too because sometimes we don't like our songs after they're out yeah <laughs> yeah wish we Tell didn't say about some it. Other things <laughs> say. yeah <laughs> they're just like written in stone yeah those, those moments do you have yeah. any songs that you wish weren't out um i try not to regret things too yeah. much but i definitely have songs that i don't want to play anymore yeah um, yeah, songs that I just, like, I didn't know what I was doing when, mm. when I first started writing songs. And so, and it's all, like, kind of just out there. Because the first songs I, I wrote were for Chastity Belt. Oh, really? Um, pretty much, yeah. I didn't write music until we College. started this band, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the lyrics are pretty dumb. But also, like, they were just more, it was more of a joke then, too, so... Did you, um, I mean, what was the, cause you could have just started a band and like covered, you know, like played other people's music, but what was the decision to, to write then? What's we actually that? were, so my freshman year of college, I was in a band called Combo Pack mm-hmm. and we did like hip hop covers and Gretchen and Annie were also in that mm-hmm. band, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess that technically was my first band. <laughs> um, but then the decision to write music. Um, I almost feel like writing music is easier than trying to cover right. something. Yeah, it just sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, the first song we wrote was for this Battle of the Bands, um, Beta Fest Battle of the Bands. So it was mm-hmm. at this frat. And we were like, that would be so funny if we wrote a song. 
and Chastity Belt performed. Because at that time, Chastity Belt was just like a fake band, and mm-hmm. we'd tell people we were in it, but we didn't have any songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wrote this five-minute-long song about like stealing cigarettes from our mom and like hanging out on the train tracks, putting a lot of eyeliner on. Um, and the chorus was like, put your chastity belt on and surrender to the God of punk. (laughs) Um, that song was really cool. We, we have a recording of it. Our friend like took this shitty video of it. Um, and we won. We won Beta Fest Battle of the Bands. Oh my gosh. Because no one else voted and our friends just rigged it. They just like took a bunch of tickets and voted for us. And then <laughs> everyone, I think, forgot that it was a competition. Yeah. But yeah, we still we still won. Yeah. Fair and square, you know? You 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 started writing to win. Yeah. That's, that's basically Exactly. <laughs> and we were just like, so that <laughs> You know, that was some positive feedback. Mm. We thought, yeah, we could keep doing this. Um, We also dressed up, like, really stupid for that show. We made these shirts that had, like, anarchy symbols on them and stuff. (laughs) And then we wore, like, I think I had, like, red... So you're back to your junior high punk. Yeah, exactly. I think I had, like, red um, eyeliner, like, dripping from my eyes. Like, my eyes were bleeding. It was cool. Um, yeah, maybe we should bring that song back. I don't know. It was like five minutes long. And the costume. Yeah. The costume. I think I still have that shirt somewhere. Yeah. And the red eyeliner. Mm-hmm. That would... You definitely have a new aesthetic. Like yeah. Like a standout aesthetic. And then you see it on Capitol Hill like the next day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For Probably sure. Trendsetter Some right here. Anarchy shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good look. <laughs> so what are you um what are you up to now with uh Chastity Belt? Um we're trying to figure out who to record with. We want to record this year. We have so many new songs. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, we're doing that and then we have a couple tours coming up. We're doing like an east some east coast dates in June. Sorry, yeah. And then in May, we're going to the UK. Oh, killer. Yeah. Have you already been? Um, yeah, we we went last fall. Uh-huh. Um, it was like a really long tour. That was our first time over there. We did some headlining shows in mm-hmm. the UK and Europe, and then we did like another lap around with opening up for Death Cab for Cutie. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was pretty nuts. I've heard, I was just talking to somebody the other day, um... And it was actually on this show, and Ben Gibbard came up, and I was like, I heard he's, like, a really nice guy. He's, like, really into bands that aren't anything like his. Yeah, he's so nice. All of them were so nice, and, like, even their crew. Um, But, yeah, he was just, he's, like, a Chastity Belt and Childbirth fan. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I listened to Death Cab in middle school mm-hmm. so it's kind of nostalgic and being able to see them live every night i was like whoa this is actually really good like <laughs> i'm a fan again <laughs> um but yeah we played some huge shows on that tour yeah it was insane so that wasn't so was that before the tour that you did with with courtney yeah no that was after um 
That was just like this past October, November, yeah. November. And you guys were in the van following Um, us. We actually were traveling in an RV. Oh, cool. Um, like it a wasn't, like it a, wasn't that cool. Like a we had a bad RV. experience. It was like our the tour manager we had just like did a lot of RV tours. Mm-hmm. She was like, she convinced us like you save money because you don't have to pay for a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, which was true, except we got robbed twice, so we did not save money. You got robbed twice. <laughs> yeah. Where? Um. Once in the middle of France somewhere, like in the middle of the night, we, <laughs> um, yeah, we we pulled off to the side of the road. We were doing this really long overnight drive from Bristol, which is like the Western, UK, yeah. Western UK. And then all the way down to Barcelona mm-hmm. where we were going to play a festival the next day. So we had to drive overnight. Um, and yeah, our tour manager was doing all the driving. So at a certain point she just pulled over at this truck stop and we woke up to her being like, all our money is gone. We were just like, what? Everything was in its same place, uh-huh. but just like also her sunglasses and her fur coat were missing. But um, yeah, all they took was like cash. They left passports and iPhones because they think that's like trackable stuff. Right. Um, and then it wasn't until later that we heard stories about like people in like specifically in RVs getting gassed and then like you pass out the like the person picks the lock and then they like have time to just like rifle through things carefully oh my god um and then you wake up and are confused because you're like why didn't i wake up through like how do i sleep yeah. through that um but you don't feel groggy or anything so we're pretty sure that's what happened to us because we there were six of us and none of us woke up we were like what um and then, yeah, when we took the RV back to the RV rental place, they were like, oh, yeah, we've heard about, like, maybe 20 to 30 cases of that, like, happening in France. We were like, what? Like, I wish we would have known before. Like, thanks for telling us. That's um, got to be one of the best tour stories. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's been a lot, but that is insane. It was pretty crazy. I, yeah, I felt very violated after that yeah. happened. And then, so then we got to Barcelona. We just, like, we were like, what do we do? I guess we have to keep going. We don't really have time to report this. Or, like, I don't even know if it would matter to go to the police station. But we were like, we have no time to, like, sit around. So we just got to Barcelona. Um, Well, it's interesting they didn't take any instruments or anything either. No. Um, That that was in, like, a separate part of the rv it was like Mm kind of like under where we were sleeping so Mm -hmm. i don't think they even went into there luckily Mm -hmm. um yeah they probably found like we had a lot of cash too so they probably just found that cash and we're like this is great we don't yeah yeah totally we're good it was like all the cash you made from the shows yeah yeah it was all the cash that we made off of our headlining uk shows and there were like 10 of them it was like all our merch all our show money we sold a lot of merch too. It was like, yeah. Um, and then the next night in Barcelona, we played like a pretty sh- fun show and the festival put us up in this hotel and we were like, great. I don't feel comfortable in the RV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that we're staying in the hotel tonight. So then 
we wake up the next morning, go to the RV, open it up, and it's just completely trashed. There's, like, cabinets that are just ripped out, and, like, our table is broken. Just, like, the screen on the door is fucked up. Um, And we were like, are you shitting me? It was raccoons. Um, Yeah, it was probably (laughs) raccoons. But luckily, we didn't really have that that much valuable stuff in there. So they pretty much just, like, wrecked the RV. But we had a day off that day, so we just drove, like, an hour or two outside of Barcelona to this RV repair place Mm -hmm. and spent the night there and just like they were actually really nice we had a pretty good time there Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was really beautiful around there too there was like all this like red dirt it was like farmland Uh rural spain um yeah so that was nice we watched sex in the city that night and (laughs) had like a nice meal and we're just like what the fuck has just happened to us um yeah. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when, like, a bunch of th- bad things happen to you in a row and you kind of feel like you're, like, on a high from it at a certain right. point, you know? Right. Yeah. You're just, like, it makes you feel crazy. That's how we felt that night. We were just, like, everything was so funny. We were having yeah. a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a common thing that happens with tours is that, you know most of them will go go over fine but there is so much happening to you regardless of the size of the tour that like, yeah it, it is you are kind of living in a different like dimension it feels like yeah days don't really seem to be the same no you, know? you definitely like lose track of yeah. time i feel so detached from reality when i'm on tour yeah it's, like... it's almost like kind of maddening yeah for and sure in the end i mean it's hard to like readjust to normal life when you get home. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just a weird transition. I whenever I get back from tour, I'm like, what do I spend my days doing? And yeah. it takes me a second to be like, to figure out what to do with myself. Yeah. How do your um, How do your parents feel about everything that's happened for you? With, with They're really excited about it. Yeah. And my mom's like so proud. She's yeah. like framed. Uh, some of my records and like <laughs> when we got in the New Yorker she cut out the picture of us and like framed that uh, um so yeah what did she think about the name um she hasn't really said much to me about the name no. <laughs> I think when we were first starting she did not get it she was like this is a joke what is this but I think oh. she was still supportive she was like I'm glad that you're expressing yourself right um but yeah once we started getting like more attention and like NPR and stuff like that yeah. was writing about us. I think that made us seem more legit to my family members sure. yeah. <laughs> who like listen to NPR. Um, so yeah, now she's just like super excited. Um, it's great. And your dad? He's, he's excited too. Yeah. Not quite. He doesn't show it as much, but I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're both, everyone's parents and Chastity Belt like are pretty Stoked. supportive yeah yeah well he should be i mean it's pretty it's actually a pretty cool you know i hate to say it but like fairy tale story of like how yeah. your first band can end up getting you robbed in madrid yeah <laughs> fairy tale so so blessed so blessed <laughs> but no touring with um you know uh, 
big legitimate acts and all that stuff and that's crazy shit yeah. like, people dream about forever and yeah work really hard at like putting groups together that they care about a lot and they never even do that like once I know and here's like the the joke band that you guys put together to <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pretty jumping. cool it's it's hard to believe yeah but yeah well awesome thanks for coming and talking with me about yeah, it yeah for sure thanks I for having really me appreciate it alright Childbirth, song called Let's Be Bad, uh, out on Suicide Squeeze. I'm going to put a link to Chastity Belt and a link to Childbirth uh, in the music description section of this podcast, uh, so you can go find their music, buy it, and enjoy it. That's it for now. Uh, check us out on Twitter with the handle at right behind us, where we update about who's coming on the show and uh, sometimes links on there and everything as well and yeah give us a review on uh, the itunes so uh, we can keep bringing you more with these great artists all right that's it for now until the next episode